Hi guys, it's Ryan from Pi Records, and I'm here with the cool guys from Nuclear Juarez. How are you? Doing well, sir. Good. Doing Howdy. Well. How you doing? Good. Good. Well, what are you doing on this fine day? Well, well, actually, I was doing doing guitar design myself. We're actually getting ready for practice right now. So, yeah. But so yeah. you got us at a good time. We're getting ready, getting our mental energies and in, mm -hmm. in, in line. So. I just got off work, so I didn't need to be exciting. So. <laughs> I I love to hear that bands are are getting back together and 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 getting back to work. It's uh. You kind of don't miss it. You don't know what you got till it's gone, or type of thing. Right. So let's start off. There's with one you. thing during the whole. Yeah, go ahead. I'll say during the whole COVID time, I guess what we can say it is we, you know, lost so many avenues and venues for, you know, were closed. Yeah. And so we kind of had to keep the steam going and we spent a lot of time practicing and writing and retooling and we, you know, that's just kind of making sure we spend as much time as possible during this. And now that things are slowly starting to open up, it's, I feel like, you know, we, we really feel like we're hitting the ground running. So yeah, it's sharp great. The edge. Keep it going. Awesome. So let, let's start from the beginning. When did you guys uh, start and why did you introduce yourselves and uh, tell me what instruments you play. Uh, yeah, Nuclear War is started in about two, 2015 uh, here in San Antonio, Texas, kind of the, the fallout of a few different uh, music acts. Originally at that time, we had uh, a different guitarist when we first joined up. Uh, he stayed with us for about a year. And then in uh, 2016, we picked up uh, Gus Warner here, who's our lead guitarist. And uh, he became the nuclear war is that that you you hear now. So uh, Gus on guitar. I'm Brian Parrish on drums. Mike. Hey. I'm Mike Pittman and I uh, had I kind of play bass. So <laughs> cool. Kind of so, playing bass is kind of like trying to describe the Himalayas as simply a mountain range. Yeah. It, it's uh, it's well, so kind of you guys. It, Thank you. It's, it's really amazing. It's, it's basically a continental crush. It's beautiful. It's good to nice. work off of. That, nice. Cool. Um, so I, I want to say nuclear war is, is kind of like a take on nuclear warheads. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's got a little bit of like nuclear war. Kind yeah, of, I, I, I saw you your know, page. <laughs> a lot of, yeah, a, a lot of times I think that a lot of instrumental bands, particularly surf bands they they fall in this taking themselves too serious kind of tradition of their their sound their imagery how they look on stage and it seems everyone seems to be stuck in this 60 year old time warp and there's few bands that kind of uh, progress with uh, the sound at least of of guitar music they kind of think of everything as being dick dale link ray and so uh with with us, we kind of explore kind of a little bit of a wider, you can hear definitely like Takeshi Tarachi. You can definitely hear Davey Allen. Uh, yeah. Gus is a, a great folk and acoustic guitarist in his own right, plays flamenco guitar. Mike plays in, uh, you know, punk bands and all different kinds of bands since college. And so everyone in a nuclear war is, has this rounded sound rather than being trying to stuck in a particular box where things have to be a certain way. You can only use a certain kind of guitar. You only have to do these kind of amps. And, you know, it's, it's about, uh, I don't know, something that's like following kind of more of a style of like a free form art, you know? Also, it was really hard to resist uh, the invitation to join a band, which was really the perfect homonym. I mean, after all, when when yeah. you've got nuclear war, as I mean, you, it's like most bands are just way too effing serious. Mm -hmm. And um, I remember the first time playing with these guys, just just to give you my perspective of it. They really didn't give me too much of any rules. And I was able to um, actually kind of go into more of the uh, more of the uh, Morricone, the Nino Rota side of the house. And then uh, 
And then from from there, just saying, oh, yeah, I remember when Zappa did blah, 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 you know, and that'll work over surf beat. So there you go. There you go. So you, you, they kind of gave you carte blanche. Oh, yes, indeed. Well, that's just it. I mean, the the genius of Nuclear Juarez is the fact that when we're playing, it is truly a collaborative effort. Definitely. We're actually closer in philosophical structure to a jazz band than we are to a surf band because we're constantly listening. We're playing off of each other. And um, we have a, a vague idea of the direction of the start and the finish. But we populate the imagery of that song every time differently. We don't take the same road twice. Which That's makes awesome. a lot of fun. Plus, I really like it because they, they give me a lot of, uh, you know, uh, leeway to like write different things and being able to come out. And I just kind of wanted to make the, you know, uh, the bass and the drums and the guitar all separate voices with unique things. Nobody kind of stays in their own lane. We get to move yeah. back and forth. And and these guys have like different, you know, Gus grew up down in Panama in the in the, ah, in the, canal, uh, zone, in the yeah. canal zone. Mike grew up like out in the in the high desert. So, I mean, and everyone has kind of like uh, everyone's, you know, since we aren't like in our 20s and good looking and all that <laughs> stuff doing this as a younger act, we're all in our in our 40s and 50s and all that stuff. 60s. Yeah. And so uh, kind of, you know, doing it where your experience, you know, the your the your tastes all kind of get distilled and trying to do something different, not trying to copy ourselves not trying to copy other bands not to say that there aren't many unique voices out there especially in like the trad surf thing but you know there are way too many and it's kind of hard to top them so why not try yeah. something different try different yeah. textures and different sounds and colors and all that stuff it's very it's very important important that you that you address that because um some like you said some bands like to stay traditional and and it use traditional amps guitars and the sound and others like to experiment and and, and broaden the genre um but it's also nice to hear you say um that the traditional is as good as good as it can be you like like there's many bands out there doing it doing it mm -hmm. well um so yeah it's, it's, amazing and we, and, bands and yeah. we all and we all listen to that music ourselves we yeah. love yeah. that stuff but yeah how can you top link gray how can you top dick dale or even the merman yeah 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 so but you know surf music in a lot of ways has become modern chamber music i mean there is a tradition that they follow through that you, you have this certain set of, of songs and they you play through this just like any other chamber group and uh, for us, we're just trying to ex kind of ex expand the, the litany. We're trying to expand the vocabulary of the music. Awesome. So, so when, when you write, you uh, you say it's collaborative. Um, what yeah. what is? Where do you draw your inspiration? Um, other than say like a like a like a jazz focus um, as a, as as a part of your your song structure, but where do you get your inspiration as far as may maybe how you want the record to sound? That kind of goes into um, some of our different ones. We did one um, called Nova on the Prowl, and that was one during we did during COVID time. And we had been talking a lot about 70s exploitation flicks. Oh, yeah. and, and then, you know, and so we wanted to have, hey, let's do a soundtrack for this. That's super fuzzy, but still that asymmetrical soundtrack, you know, kind of score. Kind of uh, your American international on the beach kind yeah. of situation where, where you have all of the wonderful elements of those days gone yeah. by, but with a modern flair. And making that album kind of like our fuzz exploitation soundtrack kind of brought yeah. us to the, the new album, Mexil, which is, you know, every one of our albums is kind of basically a soundtrack. Uh, to whatever cartoon we kind of come up with. So if yeah. we, and we definitely try <laughs> yeah. to space out our music in ways so that you get to uh, um, make up your own movie in your head as you listen to this right. stuff. And all of our recordings are all paced out as soundtracks. And the new one is like that. Yeah. It's a, 
kind of a space crash disaster uh, castaway kind of thing. So it's interesting because a lot of a lot of people um, claim that the Ventures aren't a surf band because of all the 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 fuzzy stuff they did. So if anything, they transcend the genre of what we call surf music. I mean, they are. I mean, they are one of the top. I mean, every 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 guitar instrumental act from country to rockabilly to blues, I mean, has a little bit of that Ventures DNA, especially what they did with the, you know, the fact that all the surf bands use Fender guitars is all because of the Ventures. Before they played the Moserites, they played Fenders. And also think about the Ventures as being the ultimate gateway drug. Yeah. I mean, yeah. When, when you go on, you put on a Ventures record, it's like you know what you're getting, and it kind of opens up your ears to like, oh, what other possibilities are there? Hey, there's Spaceman Three. Hey, there's the Cosmonauts. Hey, there's this, and there's a whole, there's a whole ocean. But they're the guys that get you into the pool in the first place. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I I, I want to touch on the differences in your albums. They 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 kind of go to extremities. Uh, it seems to me like, like, <laughs> like, like you don't, like you don't want to stick, you don't want to get pigeonholed into one style. Although your the basis is surf. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, well, yeah. And, and it's paced. The album's kind of paced out as like a four act, side one, side two kind of affair. Where uh, you know we want a story that kind of starts off with like almost like this James Bond adventure. Like the first track is this lo-fi trashy kind of in a way kind of it's a it's a a parody in of sorts of trad surf music where it just sounds like this bumbling lo-fi train wreck but then it's the the prologue that leads you into like the actual first track which is a uh, sky blue nova which is this racetrack drag strip fuzzed out fury <laughs> all over the place two guitar shootout uh we have uh, one of our friends who's kind of an our auxiliary member of nuclear war is named uh, Philip Sada, who uh, does a lot of great dual guitar work, dual lead guitar with Gus. And, you know, we kind of just kind of want to pace it out that it kind of starts out like with this space launch gone awry. And then it goes into this urban kind of fun, uh, you know, adventure, and then kind of brings you to a kind of a spaghetti Western which we've always kind of had little touches of spaghetti western, the desert, uh, psychedelic, uh, you know, that western folky sound is always kind of in the DNA of what we do. We, we try and do a culmination of, of, of life experiences. I grew up in Latin America. Right now we're in the middle of exploring certain Latin American rhythms. Yeah. You know, we're, it's, it's one of those things where we're not restricted by geography. We're not, we're not even restricted by, by nationality. For us, it's the world is our oyster, and damn it, we're going to shrink up every bit of it. It's a very full nice. buffet, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Gus, I, 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 uh, I want to talk what uh, your buddy just just touched on. How is it that you you work with a second guitar player when they come in? Um, do, do you guys groove really well from the beginning, or or are you like very like studious and 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 uh, well, work, we, the part, we were work the parts out very strictly. No, it's it's one of those things where we were incredibly blessed to have Philip Sada join the team. It's, it's one of those things where we were able to get the, the fundamental binary language down. And after that, you know, we just kind of went on to these interesting dialogues. Brian and Mike would create the soundscape as it were, where we would be two gentlemen of Verona jo- coming into the, into the scene, having a dialogue, everybody dance around and then, Hey, that's the song. And then of course, Philip brings in some of his own material yeah. that of course we can't play without him mm-hmm. uh, yeah. because he is, I mean, he, he's got, he's great, the prime mover. Yeah, yeah. He, he and I have played for a long time. We had another band called the Saturday night satellites here in San Antonio. And we had a very shoegaze fuzzy, kind of a 90s post-punk Jesus and Mary Chain, Raven oh, yeah. kind of style of stuff. And so he brings that a little touch of shoegaze and the psych sound 
well, even more of a psych sound than we already had. Mm -hmm. And so we get the real guitar play where, it, you know, it's, you know, I, I, he's more West Coast in his approach. I'm more East Coast in my approach. That's pretty much how we're that somewhere works. in the Mississippi. In yeah, there. Right. Kind of, yeah. And did the East Coast, West Coast surf battle as we know. Yeah, is. because we decided <laughs> that we're just going to put it together and say, Hi, yeah. here's your hoagie. Enjoy. Yeah. <laughs> we, you know, one of the things that they, they let us do is like, I don't play really traditional bass lines. I'm kind of play like a rhythm. Rhythm type, yeah, kind of rhythm guitar bass lines. And it was kind of fun when Philip came in because it kind of let me go back to more. You know, actually, I never I never will go back to like, you know, one and three. Uh, I'm always going to, you know, find so I get, oh, hey, I can very, go off this. You know. There's a very strident three guitar sound. And or when Philip's not playing with us, there's a very strident uh, lead and bass. I mean, you know, we want to make it so that the bass player is not this guy hanging in the pocket. Mike, you know, he, since he kind of writes a good half the material, at least, uh, you know, he, he writes, I guess, kind of bass kind of is always out in the front with our stuff. The bass is never, you know, playing uh, it's not bad. The, the, the rhythm is always kind of being pushed by the bass. Everything, right. The guitarist kind of falls back in the pocket versus having this super tight trad. Everything's on the beat sound. There's we want to have want you to hear the space in between the notes and all that stuff and so especially in the guitars you know mike is capable of cranking up the fuzz <laughs> and the reverb just as much as gus is and the, the fun part of this of course is that when you're listening to it and you and you're trying to dissect it and you realize that oh we're in the middle of, 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 a, of a delta where all the tributaries are flowing together into a total singularity that the rhythm is carried on by all of us. And the lead is carried on by all of us. <laughs> <laughs> we love Gus. I say we do. We wouldn't. At least I'm not talking about me. <laughs> Let's try. Yeah. <laughs> we once we were talking to a uh, Lubbock TV station and Gus brought up like Nietzsche and all this stuff. And the fact that like uh, Lubbock was not exactly the Mecca of music, but it's the Medina. And they're like, what? You know, what? <laughs> Hey, Lubbock, Lotto, we uh, we we done three trips to the Buddy Holly Center to play there, and back to wow. back. yeah, back to back. We like, we like kind of like checking out and playing and kind of uh, different all over the map places. We here being down here in San Antonio, playing up in Austin is of course a big draw for every band in the state, and we're lucky to play up there. But we like kind of playing gigs of, that are all over the place. So. I mean, what was that like? Playing? Kind of looking forward as the world kind of opens up to getting out and doing that. What was that? What was that like playing there? Oh, in Austin? Oh, in Lubbock. Yeah. In Lubbock. Oh, Lubbock. at the Buddy Holly Center. Oh, so that was yeah. Cool. yeah. That was kind of a culmination of a of a of a journey for me. I mean, like when I was a kid, I, I was hip to Buddy Holly. I just I loved him, you know, ever since I started playing guitar and uh, back in the well. Let's to say the Nixon administration and uh, it was one of those things finally getting up there and going to what I believe is like the second holiest site I mean if, if you've got Memphis they've got to have Lubbock because you got your Elvis you got to have Buddy I mean that's that's just that's all there is to it we love playing up there and and with us having a little bit of that spaghetti western appeal and blues and there's definitely a you can definitely hear a Texas sound with us that's true yeah. oh and also uh, one, one of the humorous things is that we when you get that slot you generally are given like this two hour or two set slot we go in there like it's always like the death of summer so it's the march or die tour and we've always been able to fulfill our end of the contract <laughs> we started out with one smaller crowd we came back the next year it was larger the third year everybody's like all these people Hey, these people are insane. They're going to play the whole two hours in a hundred plus degree weather. Yeah. So yeah, we'll do it. We that don't care. <laughs> when, so when, when, you, when you play two hours, that's a lot of material. Um, do you throw in any yeah. uh, interesting covers in, within that two hours? Well, we, we've, <laughs> we've we been known to. <laughs> we, we, we have about three or four covers that we play on a set, but all of our stuff that we do with the exception of maybe Best in Me Mucho, uh, all of our other stuff are kind of obscure covers. We do a song that's on the album on Exil 
uh, we do a cover of a Leonard Cohen tune called The Partisan, and we kind of give it this ramped up spaghetti western, uh, although you can still hear a little bit of the of a little bit of a French that French sound. resistance sound yeah. and, and then we also do a cover of the reggae song called Johnny Too Bad uh, and uh, and when we're backed into a corner sometimes and there's a PA system we will do the Waiting on the Man trilogy yeah. which, yeah. Uh, which Yellow Underground is, and Lou Reed is, is a big big, big, big shadow big, yeah big, uh, a big idol that we mm -hmm. kind of draw a lot of inspiration mm -hmm. from yeah. so it's, it's but really so a, as, far, as far as like our other songs, I mean, we try to do primarily about at least eighty percent original material. Probably more than that. No, I, I think I think we're actually turned out to like ninety ninety five. But what the crunch of numbers like? But, yeah. when, you're, <laughs> right. but when, you, when you're doing like a two or even like a four hour gig, three hour gigs. Uh, you have to have some stuff to kind of fill out. And that yeah. happens sometimes yeah. with some places that we play. It's like, oh, can you do a four-hour gig? And we're like, huh. uh, will the same people be there in the first hour than the third hour? Because we can definitely do that. Yeah. You know, so. <laughs> of course, the fun part is standing out in front of Connexes, you know, and it's the summer Texas sun and you're waiting on the good Thai food. <laughs> but yeah. you have to play them. through it. Your fingers must be... Your, your fingers must be dying after that. Actually, it's not so much the fingers that's dying as the base of the spine. I mean, it's really, <laughs> I mean, it's sort of like, you know, I'm gravitationally challenged, and so it's like, I start sinking. This is why I like light guitars. <laughs> that's why. Well, that's something else to think about. I guess kind of interesting about nuclear wars is, is that even though we do have some different types of guitars and instruments that you know, amps that we like. We do a lot of our own modifications and we build a lot of our own instruments yeah, we'll too. Do a, we'll do a sets where we'll have instruments that we've built from the ground up and it's sort of like someone else has made the amps, but we've made the guitars. And it's like, hi, how's it going? You know, we're a lifestyle band. Yeah. <laughs> tell, tell, tell me uh, about what you use as a base to build your, your guitars and uh, what, how you kind of modify them. Oh, sorry. Uh, different types of woods that we like. Uh, Gus really likes to use like good old white pine. There's something resonant about it that the he lighter, likes. The lighter, yeah. Again, and if we go from there, you know, you know, as we route it out to put like, okay, I really want to put a P90 in the rhythm spot, and then on the bridge pickup, let's try this. How about let's try a gold foil? Anything that we kind. Of, sometimes we have uh, guitars that we have built for songs in particular, like. <laughs> Oh, wow. You know what? I think on this one, this will really sound good. And as we do it, it's kind of different. That we Then, of course, we have our army guitars that we put together. Like that, but well, we don't build our own necks because that's insane. And, you know, and I wish, but like that. But we do a lot of our own finishing, our own routing, um, finding the guest piece. I mean, Gus is amazing about... The right electronics. Exactly. Yeah. Gus is amazing about finding interesting things to use as like different parts of hardware and all that and and it's not like a junk style guitar we have pieces of art that we've that we put together yeah or we've taken from something that wow i found this and i love it but i hate this about it let's put this together on it some of them are frankensteins and some of them are just kind of a whole re-envisioning of a classic guitar like a yeah. jazz masters mm -hmm. uh you know, Gus kind of likes, uh, is a big fan of the PV Patriot. Yeah, I love the PV Patriot. And, I love the and a lot of people don't like the, the Swampcasters guitar. Most mm -hmm. most of the surf nerds out there would totally diss the PV Patriot. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, they have some pickups on there that when you uh, dial in the fuzz, one of those uh, vintage geranium fuzz, yeah. it, it, it sounds like... Well, the super authentic ferret, stuff the super ferret pickup is amazing because in a lot of ways it's that intersection of the p90 and the charlie christian which for guitar nerds uh, they'll understand that but essentially what you're doing is you've got a pickup that um is full spectrum single coil it's brutal it's brutish but you roll it back a little bit and all of a sudden it's like hey i'm going to be playing at the american legion uh tuesday night doing those jazz classics i mean yeah. it's an amazing it's got an amazing voice but uh you know, there it is. Now they're going to be like spiking in price. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it's not following convention, you know, kind of yes. going into your own, making your own, going in your own new territory with yeah. stuff. And, but making, yeah, and, but, and, yeah. and these guys do this with guitars. So. But making it 
functional and sound good and not just like i said not like i'm gonna throw this stuff together and make uh you know now i've been guilty of making like kind of art bases and different things that have different finishes and sparkles and different kind of stuff that i put on it but usually it has something in line and strangely enough we give away most of the ones that we build anyway so it's just kind of a oh wow you know i guess you know people you know friends and you know friends and fans it's like hey you know we've been thinking of you Dude, you know you can have the, you, you know, make that guitar here take it yeah it's fun you know yeah it's oh, that's really good, cool good karma down the road you know yeah pay it forward i yeah. mean like it, you can inspire somebody by playing for them sometimes you inspire them by giving them that nugget of gold by which they can build their own fortune yeah that's awesome but he says on top of it today <laughs> well Jeff, Jeff is the uh, sensei of our of our little group so he spiritual leader and you know leader of us all so we, well, you know, we bow well, to him on many things what i noticed very much just by talking to you is that um there's a very philosophical approach you take to your music um do you want to speak to that yeah sure what do you what do you want to know? I mean, it's, it's just one of those things. We There's always that unanswered question. There's always that unasked question. And we just happen to find it more bumbling than anything else. I think <laughs> not one thing that is great about surf music, guitar, instrumental music, even, you know, guitar based music in general is that it's so emotive. You listen to it. It instantly takes you to a place, you know, you could be in a smoky club in underground parish. You could be on the West coast of California. You can be in the high Himalayas down in Peru. And, you know, we try to make a evocative guitar instrumental music and not feeling that we have to be stuck. Okay. Well, we have to do a hot rod song. We've got to do the sixties arabesque, dick dale kind of middle eastern thing this is our spaghetti western thing these guys kind of have different kinds of streams of consciousness you know mike writes songs while he's driving out to gus is always kind of writing stuff based on stuff that you know he digs in literature things he sees in movies just things i remember i mean like yeah uh, brian mentioned a hot rod song we uh we did a hot rod song recently and which I which I thought was really funny because what inspired it was the causeway in Panama between uh, the end of the Panama Canal to these outer islands, and it just this beautiful two lane blacktop which was just perfect for blasting down. I mean, of course now it's it's all changed. But palm trees, and palm trees, and, all, and, it, and it's just one of those things. And it's like I close my eyes and I'm I'm back there. I I just want to I want to I want to do that four kilometer run. You know, with, with my when my Chevy running wide open, you know, it, it's just it's just that way. I mean, uh, just a lot of it just kind of comes into it, they say be here now. Well, sometimes the music will take me to a different here. Yeah. And then and I'll have want, to bring and, that now back to here. And ultimately, that's what you're trying to do at the end of the day is take the listener someplace that's other than the place that they're standing or sitting, you know. And that's a lot of times. I think that what's kind of steers us away and not a bad way, but just as he said in our kind of a philosophy is that we're not, as Brian put it so well one time, we're not a nostalgia act and we're not going to, and you're not going to go there and, you know, and listen and like, Oh, Hey, they're going to play. Oh, you know, they're going to play Telstar. They're going to do that. Yeah. You want to challenge the list. Exactly. Yeah. And that's, I think that's the greatest compliment we've had. So a lot of shows that people would say, Man, I could just see this picture in my head when you guys were playing. I even love better you. when yeah. they say, "I don't know what to describe you guys." It's like that's the best, you know. Yeah. To be not be to be to be compared to anyone else. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Also, it's it's kind of nice when you're taking a when you're looking out there from the stage and you're looking at your peers and your peers are looking back at you and you're like, and you realize that they don't really. It, it, there's there's no animosity. It's more of a how the hell did they do that magic trick? It's like, you know, being uh, Blaine or somebody. Yeah, no, we, we do this prestidigitation musically. It's great. I'm sure it's like this, the kind of the usual, like your your musician friends come to see you at a show and they're kind of, you know, there's a, thing under, yeah. there's a stance yeah. and they're kind of their head tilted mm -hmm. over, the arms folded like, hmm. is that a squire? Mm -hmm. oh, yeah. <laughs> 
would you say that yeah, your, your music square, is like a, too under the hood? You know? Would you would you say your your music is like a uh, a musician's music, uh, like more so writers and, and performers uh, would find a lot of interest in your music. Not necessarily. Mm, that's but, there's a danger in doing a musician's music. This is why bebop killed the popularity of jazz. You can't be too complex. Don't be smarter than your audience, but take them along for the ride. Fantasia, if you were do, to do a frame count per minute, um, completely, you would lose completely the beauty of the movie Fantasia. What we're doing here is like, yeah, we've got these really great ingredients, but at the end of the day, have the taco. <laughs> Enjoy the show, man, because this, this is what it is. We're, pop, we're, we're, we're doing popular music. We're just being a little bit smarter about it. We hope. We hope. Awesome. We, we hope. hope. <laughs> I mean, you know, at the end of the day, I mean, we're a garage band that kind of plays soundtracks. And so uh, the, the idea that, you know, we kind of want to, whether you're dancing, whether you, it, you're going to a different place in your head, um, I think, especially with a name like Nuclear War is, it, you don't know what to expect. And we want a show, a stage show that's kind of like that, where, uh, well, these guys do surf, but they're not really surf, you know. We hear that all the time. Oh, God, yes. But, you know, that's a good thing. Yeah. yeah. Be yourself. As, as far I as like, sound- I like the... You can... Oh, go ahead, sir. No, I was just saying that there's nothing better than somebody says, you're kind of surf. Like, well, well. All right, yeah, I'm kind of sane, you know. So we're kind of north of North Beach. Yeah. <laughs> so if we you ever, if you each had to pick a uh, a soundtrack that would inspire you to write in that manner, what would it be? Well, we're big fans of uh, Ennio Morricone. He is the master. Mm. Yeah. Um, uh, David Lean's uh, Zervago soundtrack was absolutely over the top, as well as Bridge Over the River Kwai, in terms of orchestration and being able to pull out the emotive uh, power of the melodies and also the swelling bass lines. Neil Young's uh, Dead Man, mm-hmm. uh, that kind of, uh, if you've ever seen uh, his soundtrack for the movie Dead Man, that is just an t- amazing movie that is just half of the movie is his stark you know you know crazy gretch sound that he he, Mm -hmm. you know in the feedback and the feeling and all that stuff where it still has a little nod to the traditional Mm -hmm. and echoes of things that you've heard before in a lot Mm -hmm. of different bands or soundtracks Mm -hmm. but something that's totally new I'll say mine's going to be like Husker Du, New Day Rising. But that's just me. Yeah. <laughs> or Minute Man, Devil Nichols, Devil Nichols on the Dime. But that's, you know. But like, that's a difference, kind of. Sure. Yeah. But like revisiting like uh, the, the, the Zhivago soundtrack. If you take a look at the, if you take a look at the overture, it starts out with this beautiful so- drum solo on timpani. It's just bum, 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 bum. And, and it just, and it builds from there. I mean, you've got yourself a good minute and a half until the orchestration comes in. And it's like, to me, the most fabulous drum solo because it opens up the doors of the kingdom as opposed to just like overplaying like Ginger Baker or something. <laughs> and, to, and, and lately we've been kind of, in addition to kind of uh, throwing in kind of the Japanese exploitation sound, you know, a lot of it has the Takechi Tarachi and the Japanese group sound vibe to it. But also the the Japanese ballad tradition that's you know these super o- over dramatic uh, Enka it's called yeah, Enka the Enka uh, mm-hmm. soundtrack songs from some of these movies. So we like like the Japanese skebon and delinquent movies of the seventies, uh, samurai movies. Yeah. We are a big uh, Zaduichi yeah. fan. So. <laughs> and the bazooka movies are the, the bad motorcycle flicks from Japan, which are like absolute the over the top yeah. Yeah. weird stuff like that wild zero baby hey you know it. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh. <laughs> no we, we we will not reenact the scene no, we won't. No, okay. no. <laughs> so what kind of chevy do you have well back in the day back in panama my family had a, a 1954 chevy coupe 
but that was like this is back in the 60s and 70s right now yeah. i'm i'm just your, your typical american suburban citizen with a 96 ford suv <laughs> beat up white that i call it the razor crust and, and completely you know scare people with new stuff he's uh, gonna scratch <laughs> it yes <laughs> no stay away mine was a uh 71 chevy nova so that was oh, yeah and it was it he, was he, definitely he, it's his old car that was the uh inspiration, uh, the inspiration uh to our previous album which you know was the motorcycle crazy gang urban flick mm -hmm. and so uh with because that's exactly how my life was growing up well, you know and, we wanted to make it sound like 1971, <laughs> yeah. you know? and, and just for too much information my favorite chevy nova 2 uh, is actually still in the Pottstown area, from what I understand. So, like, oh. uh, just in case you see it, it's, it's going to be a brown, rust-colored thing. And it was a, <laughs> it was a school teacher special, but um, that's where my grandma lived, and that was a great car. And I really, I missed that. I yeah, I should I should have like uh, snagged that sucker, uh, but I didn't. I, I was just too polite. And <laughs> well, you know, we are hoping to uh, come up to uh, Pennsylvania sometime soon. We'd like to go up and see philadelphia and pittsburgh and yeah so yeah. maybe we'll have a chance to see it maybe yeah. make an offer to uh, one of my good friends <laughs> is at uh tree lady studios in uh pittsburgh uh garrett haynes been a great friend for many many did years mastering of our last yeah few out several recordings yeah he's a great guy great ear for music and he's been wanting us to come up and i come up and record and we're like oh okay yeah but we have we have lots of stuff wide open for like one i mean we we were set before everything shut down as we had several shows to travel to. And one of them being going back to Toronto again, which was so much fun. Yeah. And it will be back again. They, they have such a cool instro and surf scene up there and they're all tight and they're all the sweetest people in the world. You know, uh, yeah, uh, Pete Jones and uh, Dano Villano. Yeah, that, yeah. that Toronto uh, instrumental sound is just tremendous. Lots of great bands up there and, is that, Getting back on the road, playing that, with other bands is good. Is that where the green reflectors are from? Yeah, the Nova, Scotia. Nova Scotia. Nova we Scotia. played with them. Yeah. The fun, those, two, those two brothers are the funnest guys. They are yeah. amazing. Oh, my God. Yeah. They're hilarious. I mean, they are. Have, yeah. have you seen them play? No, but I have their, the, a couple of their seven inches or one seven and inch. No, you their have stage to, show is, 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 I, is my hat is off to them. I mean, they are definitely one of the best live bands we've seen. And in, in the last several years, yeah. when we saw them, these guys, you know, have like these green and white pinstripe shirts. They kind of look like the Beach yeah. Boys, just yeah. clean cut kids. Yeah, they look like the Pendleton kids. And then they launch into their set, and it's no mercy, no hardly any space between songs. Just boom, 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 heavy hitting song after another. By the end of the set. The lead guitarist, uh, is that Kyle? Kyle. Kyle rips his shirt off, his hat off, his glasses off. He's rolling around like Iggy Pop in the audience. Mm -hmm. And this Toronto crowd, which, I mean, this is like, these guys know their rock and roll, mm -hmm. are going crazy. And they are definitely one of the best live bands I mean, out they, there. Yeah. And if anything, Shout out to Kyle and Aaron. Those yeah, guys yeah. Are those and, are and the there's real other deal. great bands up there that we saw, like, you know, them I mean, being from Nova Scotia, sure. but we saw like Aloha or Die, yeah, and uh, okay. the Champions of Justice, and I mean, just that that Toronto sound is a lot. That Canadian surf sound is alive uh, and well. Also about Kyle, I mean, he goes out there, he's rocking this thing on a Squire Telecaster. I mean, I was talking to him after the after the show, and he's like, "I said, hey, how's it going? Yeah, I keep it pretty stock, except like yeah. I sweat so much." That I've corroded my I've corroded my pots, so I had to change the pots out because yeah yeah those guys just feel they, a lot they of just, I mean uh, to me my hat is definitely off to those guys if they ever want to use anything I mean they're just <laughs> but there's a lot there's like, it's exciting there's a lot of good stuff coming out I guess you know I know that they have a new uh, some new vinyl coming out the green reflectors do uh, go all the way to the west coast and you have another I don't know why we hang out with a lot of two pieces for some reason. But we have our friend, uh, friends, the Magustas, who yeah. out of Sacramento, oh, yeah. yeah, and they're going to be, yeah, and they're going to be, and they, they have new stuff coming out, and they'll be doing stuff on vinyl. So it's yeah, we kind yeah. of we kind of I don't know if we gravitate or we kind of we stick to these left of center bands, so to speak, kind yeah. of just 
little bit in the outer rim, uh, rather than kind of be in the close in the middle where everyone's kind of doing the kind of the same sounds. You kind of yeah. latch up with bands, kind of a different take on surf music. You know, when you listen to the Green Reflectors, you hear a lot of the garage. You hear a lot of mod '60s British sounds distilled in what they do. And then with the Migustas, there's a solid uh, sound that's definitely taking like South America and Mexico, as well as California. Yeah. I'd like to compare it to, to like cooking. I mean, you've got these trad surf bands. It's like, yeah, you know, you go in there, they make the same dish. We go into the world of Nouvelle Cuisine. People are just taking all of the influences and saying, hey, we're not respected by anything. Oh, there's only two of us? Great. There's more room for both of us. You know, as opposed to going through and saying, oh, no, I have to play this one exactly. I have to do that. I mean, I love the fact that people are just throwing in these different ideas and say, hey, let's see whether it sticks. Does it fly? Does it work? Does it groove? Yeah. Somebody doesn't agree with this back there. Our dog's strychnine back there. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you, you might find this interesting. I interviewed both those bands. Oh, okay. So that's check those out. They were really good. Uh Kyle and Aaron were, were super cool to me. And, and to this day, um they they still check on me and, and we, we talk and they're just great guys. It's in, it, it's humbling to be kind of in the same orbit as these some of these people who do are doing this incredible stuff. I think we kind of maybe that's the, the you know the Texas in us or whatever, but it's there's kind of an aw shucks, you know, like this because I mean I I still get amazed when we get a chance to play some of these shows and when we get a chance to travel and we go to Atlanta or you know I guess and some of the other things that are like all these doors are opening up and I really kind of think I mean it's it's very humbling and it's just such a you know uh, source of joy to like wow we get to go take the stuff that we created to go somewhere else and it just you know I. Maybe that'll keep us from getting like root two rock star. I, I'm hoping, you know, that's, that was that and the fact that we all have still have day jobs and work. And yeah, and and, and, so. and we're not that attractive. Yeah, yeah it's, uh, it's... <laughs> so you guys put your music out yourself, or or somebody helping you out? Yeah. No, we did ourselves. We're kind of like we're tooling around right now, uh, doing an LLC for um, uh, just you know for our own record label. So we can start cataloging stuff and getting things out there, but we've done it all. I mean, it's that old-fashioned work that they like. Hey, we want to. Oh, we got a chance to uh, go here for the weekend, so let's do a couple of shows yeah, and I, get the kitty up. Not, and you know, not being based on a label that distributes your music is no hindrance to us coming up with art. You know, and we think of our stuff as kind of soundtrack art. So, regardless. of if there are even being gigs out there, that's not a reason to stop playing. Right. That's not a reason to stop practicing. That's not a reason to not create new music. And so that's what we, we, we've been lucky in that we have a steady kind of a stride that we're able to get into, that we are always have new ideas awesome. coming up to the surface. Right. So why can people... It's where we, we plow our, our profit back into the company. And that's the thing, because like, you know, as opposed to like wasting it along the way, it's like okay well we've got enough in the kitty we can get a new drum kit we can get the, we can get studio time this is basically we take our effort and put it in there and just reinvest we keep on reinvesting we keep on rebuilding without having to like resort to band camp or having to or, have someone else put the bill for or 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 go fund me yeah yeah uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah i don't know we could do a go fund me for like bass strings I, I break a lot of bass strings he breaks <laughs> flat wound bass strings oh. consider that <laughs> yeah. i know i'm pretty manly <laughs> well okay <laughs> so anyway. where can we feel like we're talking these? over you all that we're so sorry you know because no what? not at all uh, oh i just wanted to know uh, first of all you're not talking over me the people are here to see you guys <laughs> they're not here for uh. me <laughs> Um, but I want to know uh, where people can find your music if the, the listeners want to go check you out. Easiest way is on Bandcamp, uh, bandcamp.com slash nuclear Juarez. Nuclear Juarez dot 
bandcamp.com. I've typed it in 3,000 times. And, uh, and that's a place where we have, have half of our, most of our stuff is free downloadable stuff. Uh, the other stuff is kind of a name your own price thing. Uh, but pretty soon, uh, we will have an actual LP of our latest album, Exeal. Ah. Uh, available and hopefully we, we're talking to otitis records out of corpus to do some stuff and we know the great people over at uh, uh double crown records oh wow uh, so and there's different kind of mail orders out there that we can we want to you know i know there's green cookie out of greece and all that stuff we definitely want to kind of get yeah. copies of this out there we have a 45 that you can still find that's a few years old but still awesome. uh, pretty good for sunset ride which Right now, it's kind of just available, you know, a bandstand copy, but, yeah. you know. Uh, well, well, you want to have this, and we do have the old-fashioned CDs. So. And yeah. also, you can find this on YouTube. We've got a couple of performances that are archived up there on YouTube. Just Spotify? Yeah, just go on the Nuclear Juarez and just type that in there. And I don't know about Spotify, but I do know about the YouTube thing. You know, oh, we're, we're on, yeah, we're on, we're on yeah. Spotify. Oh, we did, we went through uh, just a yeah, uh, digital distribution thing that went through and so i can license some of the the few covers that we have you know yeah. and then we and they have it so they have it out and that's like some of it's on youtube some of it's on uh we have our entire most of our catalog is yeah, on having uh, an, yeah, an online presence these days when you're when our music is so niche like we are is essential you know because otherwise i mean how else are people going to hear you if you're not going out playing shows well i will have to say um both Sean Barry and Noah Drumright have very impressive uh, roster on their labels. So you'll be in good hands if you hook up with either of those guys. Wonderful. Yeah, we have a, a song uh, that's going to be on an upcoming uh, Otitis compilation. They're, they're a big, super dual record thing that they're planning for 2022 that's like massive. It's got like satan's pilgrims and the tremolo beer cup and the yeah. green reflectors and the megustas and i mean just seriously great company Good and, thing, yeah. uh, you know and i think uh about uh i think getting it's about getting physical copies into people's hands now yeah. right now since we can't yeah. go out on the road and play shows like you want to and, and like i always say having a a record, a vinyl, is an experience in itself. The artwork, the liner notes, the just touching that the was vinyl, so much fun. putting the needle down. You know, it's like <laughs> it, it's it's its own thing. Yeah, we'll definitely have to send. We'll send you a forty-five in one of our LPs. Oh, I'd love that. once said it's a separate reality. I mean, you just all of a sudden that twelve oh, by twelve is just it. there. <laughs> <laughs> I actually brought that up at school today. I know. Yeah. Amazing. See, we're, we're that simpatico thing that we work on. Yeah. I brought it up to a student, you know. Don't read Camus. Here, go get Carlos Castaneda. You'd probably like, you know, teachers of Don Juan. Mm. What? <laughs> well, actually, Camus and, and Castaneda actually do work very well together. I mixed them in when I was a high school guy, but yeah. turned out okay. Uh, okay, well, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, we have... Before we sign off, I wanted to give you a chance to mention something or or or, or add on to maybe something I didn't ask or, or talk about uh, before we sign off. Okay, we talked about, about Nietzsche, Medina, Carlos Castaneda, Sanetta, Camus, so. and, uh, Marconi. Yeah, that was there. Uh, I, I, I will say that. Uh, uh, we love that the fact that we're in Texas. There's a lot of great to Texas bands out there. Of course, there's King Pelican. Oh, yeah. from San Antonio, Texas. They are our, the kings of trad. Yeah. yeah. Good guys and uh, great musicians. And the music is cool and innovative. Up in Austin, we love this one band called Akaw. Oh, yeah. No. And uh, those guys like us are kind of just a, a sound that's just kind of different from the, the surf instro norm. Uh, these guys are have a different uh, take on how they even like even attack surf music. And I would say definitely if you like kind of a punk progressive side in your music, uh, check those guys out. And then another great band from Austin is uh, they're 
a vocal band, but uh, uh, the ch- uh, the harm. So harm, yes, the Chase, Chase, yeah. Chase Frank, who's oh. from uh, Long Beach, California. Oh, she kind of has this deep ocean surfy dub sound that she kind of distills in her sound, and they're not yeah. surf, but there's definitely that California. California surf inspired sound and they're not surf they're the ocean yeah. Yeah. Chase Frank and the harms remember yeah. them yeah yeah they're gonna awesome. go places they are <laughs> well I want to thank you guys so much I really enjoyed our conversation um it, it, it's it's wonderful to talk to bands who um not not only musician types but like like I said a philosophical um viewpoint of of their music and and uh uh i really enjoyed talking to you guys you're a great bunch of guys and uh i hope you get out and tour a little bit um come up to philadelphia i'd love to meet you guys yeah i'd love to play Uh, philly uh, be careful what you say you got a big house you know (laughs) 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 or or a backyard that's good for us we we definitely want to play the east coast get up in the northeast you know play some college towns up there uh just because i think our music would kind of uh i don't know kind of appeal to some to like that college crowd but at the same time there's definitely a garage 60s you know sound in there too so oh what uh Ninth Wave and from New York. That's when we we got a chance to meet and hang out with them in Toronto. Mm-hmm. They're also a great group. They've been, you know, those guys are some road warriors. They've they've yeah. been putting together for a long time. Definitely awesome. Well, I want to thank you guys so much, and you have a great night. Um, thanks, Ryan. Ryan, we really appreciate Ryan, it. Thank you so much. Yeah, man. I I I respect everything that's coming out of of uh, Texas. Um, like otitis there's there's a lot of great punk bands down there um oh yeah like uh the break lights uh they're great yep. mm-hmm. um also who, who, who i'm uh uh interviewing next is the mag seven. Oh, cool oh, oh wow yeah. uh brandon leonis yeah he, that guy yeah. yeah i've been a fan of those guys uh I used to be a, in a former life, I was a college radio DJ uh, called the Casbah, and I have been fans of their music since the late 90s. And uh, I know uh, they kind of spawned off an old punk band called Hagfish. If you aren't hip to them, oh, check yeah. them out. Oh, I hung out with those guys yeah. one time. Hagfish. Oh, yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, uh, I love. Uh, I think they have a, he's doing another kind of band uh, called uh, A Vulture's Wake. It's like his newest. Oh yeah, that's Chad kind of instru- instru- It's a vocal band, but yeah, yeah, but he still does his Mag Seven stuff, and I'd love to go. I think he's in Amarillo, Texas now, is where he's based out of. But yeah, I would love to catch them again. But yeah, yeah. oh yeah, awesome well, guys. Cool. We you have a great night, and thank you again so much. Thanks, Thanks Ryan. Ryan. We appreciate, we appreciate it. it.